Hello and welcome to Beauty Guides Podcast. You can find us at Beauty Guides Podcast on Instagram and TikTok. We are two beauty industry professionals discussing makeup, skincare, sometimes even self-care. My name is Kelsey. I'm a licensed esthetician and educator and you can find me on Instagram at Kelsey's Aesthetics. I'm Lauren. I'm a licensed cosmetologist and a freelance hair and makeup artist. You can find me on Instagram at Lauren H. Beauty Vibes. Today's topic is pumpkin spice your routine. Welcome back. It's been so long. <laughs> so long. Proud of you. We, we remembered how to podcast. We weren't <laughs> sure if it was going to happen or not. Before we get started real fast, I just want to shout out. So Leah Simmons is the um, artist who does our intro song and she has just released her second album. So you can find her at Leah Simmons on Spotify or wherever you listen to music. And her Instagram is Leah Simmons Music at Leah Simmons Music. And, and so I'm just really proud of her. She's one of my best friends. So you know, I'm biased on her music, but if you like, I love her music and yeah. she has some new music videos coming out. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Yep. She's so if you're a visual person, you can go look at her too. She's very easy on the eyes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. She's, um, she's actually my best friend's younger sister. And then, you know, as we're adults now, she's become one of my best friends too. So it's just funny. I've known her for most of my life and I, I'm so proud of her. And so if you like kind of that cool girl with a guitar, raspy voice, coffee shop vibes, go ahead and check her out. It's Leah Simmons. Mm -hmm. um, okay, guys, we, <laughs> we realize it's been two months. Okay. And that <laughs> when we came back, we were like, man, it's been a while, but we came back and then we disappeared again. But listen, listen, Linda, sometimes you go through life changes and you can't spread yourself too thin. And we, when we made this podcast, like the number one rule we've had for this podcast is it has to be fun. And mm -hmm. if you try and fit too many things into your basket, your basket's going to break. And so we just had to take a break from podcasting to kind of settle into our spaces. Um, Lauren mentioned she's moved and she's doing things with her business. I started a new job that this is a, a pretty demanding job and it's a lot to learn. And so I've been really throwing myself into that. Um, and so now we are in a place now where we're back and we're talking pumpkin spice. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I hope you guys um, have fun with this episode because I mean, this is the first time we're doing an episode where I feel like we are with the times. Usually we just like pick our own <laughs> topics and we're doing it like before you know, everything comes out for October. Uh -huh. So it's coming out now and we're going to talk about it now. And then hopefully you guys will try some of the products and give us some feedback because I want people to talk to us more. I think that's what I realized during the little break. Like mm. now that we're back, I want to like connect with our, our listeners a little more. Yeah, guys, let's chat. Tell us what you like. Actually, tell us if you pumpkin spice up your routine. Let us know if you do something or if you're a pumpkin person or, you know, maybe you get that, that person. Well, OK. I'm... My brain is just picturing like a pumpkin, like walking around with two little legs. Well, so I'll tell you, if I go to Starbucks, I don't get a pumpkin spice latte. I get their um, like if they if it's seasonal, they they've had it the last two years. It's like an apple, more an apple flavored one. And I kind of like that. It's kind of like caramel apple flavored vibes. Or like um, is it like ciderish? Like mm, it's like a sweeter apple cider, like a caramel apple, apple cider. 
Okay. Yeah. I'm not a big, um, pumpkin spice person. I don't really do coffee, but I remember mm. my favorite one was from Einstein bagels and they just put so much thick syrup in the bottom <laughs> of that cup. And I was obsessed with it. God, Einstein bagels. I know. Throwback. Yeah. That's kind of a throw. God, that's the ultimate like college girl food. I feel like, like I'm hungover. I need carbs. Let's put uh-huh. some other That's things what it on was. it. I remember always getting like an Asiago or Asiago, oh, however you say yes. it, bagel and uh, one of those pumpkin drinks. And like thinking about it makes my stomach curdle, <laughs> but that that's what I was doing. <laughs> So during this break we've had, I have been listening to so many new podcasts and I've been dying to tell you about them, but I wanted to wait to tell you on the air. So um, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you about them right now. So the first one is a podcast called the not safe, safe space podcast. And it's kind of a mouthful. Um, And so what this is, is it's a friend of ours who is a sex worker And then another friend of ours who is a sex positive person um, and then a um, straight gentleman who you may or may not recognize his voice. He he may have been a... uh, a guest on this podcast. <laughs> oh. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And they are discussing different topics um, uh, about sex, but about other things. Like they talked about exes. They talked about breakups. They talked about kind of the stereotypes that she faces working in the sex industry and being a sex worker. They talk about masturbating. They talk about just like so many different things. And and there was one um, really interesting episode where they had um, someone on who she is a sex worker, but she also does um, astrology and she did all of their birth charts, but kind of talked about it in relation to like their bedroom life. I've been looking through the episodes while you're talking about it. Okay. Okay. Yes. And then there was one episode called women in the industry and the, the guests that they had on it. I had to text you about this because it was amazing. She talks about manifest masturbating. And I was like, Oh my God, that's amazing. Beautiful thing. She does it. So she works in clubs she does she's not a dancer at the clubs anymore I think she's like a bartender or like a bottle girl but she does it to sort of like empower herself before she goes to work to be like I'm gonna take all of their money and like I'm this sexual goddess and like I'm a badass I'm like good for you that's amazing (laughs) I love that and now I'm wondering if YouTube has some mantras like that I love a good YouTube (laughs) meditation you can find almost anything so that one's really fun really interesting um I have I actually have a couple of friends who are sex workers and I, I definitely um support support your local sex worker right and and it's really interesting to hear I think the stigma for um women and men who go into sex, sex work but specifically women is like maybe something like terrible happened and they had no other choice but to go into sex work or they're drug addicts and they have to fund their their addict behavior right and like mm-hmm. a lot of times that's not it it was like a conscious choice of like this is what I like doing and this is what I'm doing and there's so many aspects to sex work too it's not just um prostitution or it's not just pornography you know with OnlyFans we've seen this rise in the cam girl or you know people just with pictures by themselves so super interesting um and it's super funny too yeah it looks hilarious there's a lot of really cool topics too I put it on my subscribe list so I'll probably be listening (laughs) (laughs) um the next one I want to tell you about is called red handed And Red Handed is two girls, and they are from jolly old England, and they cover true crime. Um, But it's... 
probably one of the best true crime podcasts that I've heard because they, I feel like they both have had to have been journalists or something because the way they tell the stories is that they'll introduce the story and kind of tell you the end of the story first Mm -hmm. and then start at the beginning and say, this is how we got here. Bro, that is like my ADHD life. That is, I need to know the ending first and then I can understand why you're telling me the other details. I love that. Yeah, it's really good. So, um, and then they, they cover a lot of cases that I didn't know about because they take place in Europe, but they do cover American cases too. But I'll tell you, I've been learning a lot about British, uh, politics because sometimes like just how like we'll casually mention Trump or, you know, what's going on in our government, they do the same thing. It's quite interesting on that that aspect. Um, plus we love a British accent too. Um, and so the first episode I listened to, they have tons of episodes. I think they're like a five-year-old podcast, but I went and found Casey Anthony because I love a Casey Anthony episode and it it was a two part. So I wanted to hear, and Casey Anthony is one of those stories that I will listen to every single Casey Anthony story, you know, watch the documentary. I don't, I don't ever learn anything new. I'm just so interested in it. Right. So, um, but they have really, really interesting cases, things I never heard of. For example, I listened to one about, it's called Hotel K, which is about this prison in Bali that is infamous for how horrific it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and in Bali, the um, there's a lot of drug smuggling into Bali because people go there to party. And mm-hmm. the penalty for drug smuggling is execution. And what happens is the the tourists get people put stuff in their bags. Yeah, like all of those cases that you've heard about. And so, and that's, this is where like infamously they go and they call it Hotel K, like kind of as a joke, but it's like this horrific prison. Like it's supposed to only hold 300 people and there's thousands of people there. Like it, it's, oh. yeah, it, so it's true crime, but it's also things like that. Like just interesting aspects of what's going on right now. So I'm scrolling and looking at all the topics and mm-hmm. I just had to stop because Kelsey, she is an episode on, or they have an episode on the DC snipers. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I like had a core memory unlocked. I mean, you know what I'm about to say, but I was talking to a girl and I was like joking about how where I, um, where my apartment complex is, my particular building, mm-hmm. we're right next to the pond. So we have a little garage for our cars, like under the apartments, but apparently a lot of times during mating season, the alligators will go under the cars and just chill in the garage. So you have to watch out for that. So I was like joking that like when I lived in Baltimore, you know, I had different <laughs> predators and I'm like watching my back. I got this keychain that's like a weapon. I'm like, now I'm in South Carolina and I'm like, safe from people but I got like these gators <laughs> under my car so I'm like low balling on the floor like army crawling around seeing if there's gators down there and the girl was like do you just have to run in zigzag motion and I was like yeah and my brain just was like where have I heard that before and I'm like mm. oh my god our childhood Kelsey and I lived near where the DC sniper was occurring we were in school at the time and we were also going to a school that had a lot of classes in an outside trailer so <laughs> they were basically just like running zigzag motion we didn't know what we were doing it was insane uh, I had to walk to and from school during that time period I did. yeah I didn't have a bus and I was we were freshmen so like I didn't have a car or anyone to drive me and my parents no and like even though that was a short walk that was a very long walk for how scared we all were yeah Yeah. and they were like run home in zigzags and I'm like but I'm on a sidewalk (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> it was truly scary. Yeah. 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 That you know, and so speaking of things that you tell people that they don't quite understand, I mentioned something to Aaron about like, oh yeah, when I had a car knife and he was like, What? And I was like, Yeah, I had like a steak knife in my car. It was my car knife when I was in college. <laughs> I lived in Delaware by myself for a year. My family no one was there, my family wasn't there, and so I kept a car knife and he was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> All so, right. All right, then. <laughs> Sometimes you need a car knife, you know? Yeah, totally. If you know, that. I don't have a car knife anymore. I did have a Good. car. I have a, I did have a car machete for a minute, oh. but now it lives under my bed so I can grab it. And, and on Where that. Where did you keep your car machete? Under the seat. So you just have to reach down and grab it out, you know? I just feel like I would fuck that up in some way. <laughs> like I would just really oh. hurt myself. <laughs> oh, I will 100% more than likely hurt myself in the process Uh but at least it'll probably scare him it'll buy him some time yeah like she's crazy we're just gonna go the we're gonna find someone (laughs) putting up less of a fight she's bleeding and we don't want to be near that so ew (laughs) (laughs) all right speaking of uh you know, scaring myself. The last podcast I want to mention is called Buried Bones or Buried. I don't know how you would say it. B-U-R-I-E-D. I think it's buried, but it's spelled buried. Mm-hmm. I'm not good at English. Okay. Me neither, yeah. So this has Kate Winkler Dawson, and she's a pretty famous podcast host. She does a lot of true crime podcasts, and she's a journalist, and Paul Holes. And Paul, Paul Holes. Yeah. If you know mm-hmm. Paul Holes. So, and I believe Paul Holes was part of the um, solving the Golden State Killer case. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. so he um, he's really good at cold case files. And so what they do is she takes a case uh, that's already happened, but it's happened maybe 200 years ago. And she starts to tell him about the case and he speaks to it as like an investigator. Like, okay, so there was a murder and this is the situation and this is what they walk into and the husband wasn't home and he came home and his wife is murdered. So where do you go from here? And he kind of walks through like step by step where he would start investigatively and then she'll give him kind of more information about the case. It's really, it's like hearing in real time how a case gets solved. And then at the end, she'll tell him, like, okay, so-and-so ended up getting charged for it or, like, nobody got charged for it or whatever. Um, and it's interesting because they used to use, you know, like, outdated techniques. Like, the um, the blood splatter is, like, you know, that one is kind of back and forth. Like, people have said that the blood splatter isn't actually that accurate. But it is a little accurate, like, where blood would be and, and just things like that. Um, mm-hmm. And so he's putting, like, a 21st century eye on maybe a murder case that happened in, like, the 1700s or 1800s. So super interesting. Very cool. Yeah. So you've got enough podcasts to last you now. <laughs> I know. I've been going down um, a rabbit hole. Uh, Netflix put out a show called The Sins of My uh, My Mother, I think it's called. Mm, okay. Um, and I've been listening to like a lot of podcasts about that woman. And also I've been listening to podcasts. Do you remember the Kane show that we grew up oh with? Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember Kane passed like a year ago? Yes. Almost two years ago. Yeah. And um. He just was a very toxic person. So um, mm-hmm. a lot of the women, Dan- Sarah Frazier, Danny, and um, mm-hmm. now his wife, Natasha, have done a, quite a few episodes um, just kind of explaining some things from their corner and what happened. And it's just very fascinating to hear. He w- he he really did a lot of harm in his yeah. addiction and his 
well, ego. Well, unfortunately, there was like this time period where he was very popular. And, and I think of like Howard Stern and things like that, where like um, the woman was really like the butt of the joke. Um, humiliating woman, women was very popular. Um, humiliating other people was very popular. Um, and, and, and that's what I tend to think of these like talk show hosts from mm-hmm. that time period as being, it's a lot different now, but he had to, you know, go through that time period and then up until now and stay relevant. Um, on top of that, I guess he had addiction issues. I didn't know that, but I guess that's yeah, why he his died. Personality is very much more narcissist mm. and, um, he, the show got to number one everywhere because of his doing, but sometimes you do things not in a proper way and it catches up with you. Um, so he had all of this popularity, but he also had to hide a lot of his identity, his, the real him. And, um, he just caused a lot of pain too, with pinning the women on the show against each other mm-hmm. when there didn't need to be any of that. And just really scaring people and like ruining their lives. Mm-hmm. And, I don't okay. know. Interesting. Yeah. Kane show. I feel like the Kane show was big everywhere. Um, it was. Yeah, yeah. He really did create massive amounts of success for that radio show but I wonder I feel like the 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 time of the very popular radio host is gone I feel like we've seen that come and gone and I feel like now it would be maybe like Joe Rogan and his podcast or or something like that right no yeah yeah, horrific (laughs) but I'm just trying to think of like the most popular podcast and he's definitely what about Ryan Seacrest I feel like he's radio okay (laughs) we'll go with him (laughs) he's like the voice of radio isn't he like God. I think he, doesn't he own iHeartRadio or something like that? I don't know. He's I'm rich. sure. But you know what? Everyone made fun of Ryan Seacrest, but he really is going to get the last laugh because he is rich as fuck. And so, so you know rich. what? That's, he's going to laugh all the way to the bank. Absolutely. Him and um, Andy. Shoot, Andy. Andy Cohen? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They both created some major platforms for reality TV. Yeah. Andy Cohen, I always wonder if he's like secretly problematic, right? Mm-hmm. because he I mean he's created housewives and he wants drama and he wants mm-hmm. women to fight so then he gets ratings and views and makes money mm-hmm. that seems that seems a little problematic to me maybe we'll hear in 50 years the yeah. same way we're hearing because we're both listening to the um the girls what's the podcast oh oh my god Holly Madison and Bridget oh I, I forget her last name the mm-hmm. um girls next door podcast what is their podcast called it's like girls let me see oh girls, girls next, next level. level there it is girls next level so it's pretty interesting I wish they spilled a little more tea Mm-hmm. They're definitely doing the thing like, well, I'm not going to say whose name it is or I'm not going to say the person who did this. And I'm like, no, tell me. Tell me. Mm-hmm. I want to know. <laughs> but I'm wondering if there's also maybe some NDAs involved as well. Yeah, um, there's definitely a lot of that. And, you know, the, the that's a harsh culture. You know, I feel like yeah. if you just piss off the wrong person, somebody would just start talking smack about you. That's not even true. You know, and like the yeah. Internet loves to pick stuff up. So I, I would keep quiet the way that they are, too. Yeah. But I love the first episode where they were really reminiscing about mm-hmm. what Playboy used to be in the era of like Marilyn Monroe mm-hmm. and how it was seen to be just such a glamorous position. And when um, Holly and Bridget kind of come to the mansion, it's kind of like it's not like that anymore. It, so it, the podcast is is really it's really kind of funny because it's it's almost right. like the downfall I, and you don't have to look yeah. at it in a bad way it's just hef was older and he was, um, he was old the mansion was old yeah. everything was old like i read holly madison's book and i remember her talking about like what yeah you saw the dogs everywhere but what you don't see is the carpet is stained with dog shit 
and like the musty old furniture that's been there forever and she's like you know we don't even and that like just you know she talked about one thing so if you're not familiar with um maybe the the more uh details about it essentially when they would go out they would come home and then every all the women have sex with hef that is yeah and Mm -hmm. that's required and she talks about how there would be std outbreaks because mm-hmm. he would not use protection. And so, you know, uh, it would be like the girls of the house, but also whoever was just, you know, hanging out with them at the time. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, they would all get STDs from that. And, it, it, you know, and she's like, she also talks about imagine having to do that and all of the women in that room hate you. And they're talking shit about you. And they're like, talking while- shit about you. Oh. Yeah. So I recommend Holly Madison's book. It's it's super interesting. She goes into a lot of that, but she also talks about her post Playboy life because she was with um oh my god the magician Chris Angel yes, yes. yes. that's what I always think about her as. yes and he was very so she went from one emotionally abusive relationship to another and uh, and I mean isn't that isn't that how it works though right it is. she yep. didn't take the time to heal she was just trying to get out and they were so young right they were mm-hmm. so young when all this was going on. Um, um, but uh, I'm going to tell you a, a secret fun fact about me is I love magic and magicians. And I would. That, that's not a secret. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I we would. <laughs> I, if Chris, I want like Chris Angel to come up to me on the streets and start doing crazy things. I would die. I would die. I'm the ultimate like I'm the person he wants because I love it. Aaron one time said, like, I totally know that there is a chance that you might leave me for a magician. And I just have to accept that. And I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm the person that looks mad. I love it. Card tricks, whatever you got. Give it to me. Give it to me. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I watched the new Marilyn Monroe movie on Netflix called Blonde. Have you, did you watch that? I did not. What were your thoughts on it? I don't recommend it. I really don't. That's kind of what I've been seeing in the reviews, and I just don't think I'm going to take the time to watch it. Well, because I'll tell you why. They So we all are pretty familiar with the Marilyn Monroe story, but Mm -hmm. in this story, they chose to um, use the plot points of her trauma. So those were the big moments of the movie. It starts with her childhood trauma. Her mom was very mentally ill. Um, not sure how true what they showed was, but there was a scene where in the beginning where her mom attempts to drown her as a child. Mm. Um, and then, so, you know, there's that, and then there's the sexual assault from the movie industry of men sexually assaulting her. There is, um, miscarriages, you know, it just, it goes from one tragic thing happening to her to another, Mm-hmm. Um, and less about actual details or, you know, there was no new information. There was also a lot of um, creative liberty taken with maybe some of her relationships. It was implied that she was in a throuple with oh. um, Charlie Chaplin's son and another famous actor's son, which has not been ever confirmed because when she was hanging out with those men, it was at two different time periods. So... Mm. And whether she was in a throuple or not doesn't really matter. It's just there's a lot of creative liberties taken with the story as well as the focus is on the trauma. 
Right. Um, that's I, hard. I do think it's important that somebody focus on the trauma of Marilyn because I feel like as society, we paint this glorious, beautiful picture sure. that she was so loved and her life was so great and she was so famous and talented. But like, that's not really how people treated her. And her life was quite traumatic. And a lot of her stardom came from a place of being such a lonely, sad child mm-hmm. that didn't feel love from anybody. Um, right. To me, that's always been so fascinating about her. I'm not saying that the movie did it justice. And I sure. hate hearing about how, like you're saying, they had a lot of creative liberties. That's another mm-hmm. thing I keep seeing in the reviews is that a lot of it's not even true. So yeah. why, what is the point of even coming from that angle? But mm-hmm. I, I wish it was done better because I think it's um, really important information that more people need to know mm-hmm. about Marilyn. Yeah. And it's um, the underlying theme is this, this missing father figure, right? This waiting mm-hmm. for her dad to show up and rescue her. And, you know, something famous she did was she would call her husband's daddy, you know, mm-hmm. like the ultimate daddy issues, right? And it's just kind of waiting for that hero figure to show up. Um, and it just shows that the, the you know, one man after another abused her. Or, you know, the people she let close to her just took advantage of her. And then mm-hmm. she had that, down you know, downfall with drugs. And, you know, it's... Um, Are we talking about Marilyn or Britney Spears? Right. <laughs> you know God. what I mean? Like, this, this has happened so many times. Right. It's the same story, like, with all of these... Um, women. I always find that so fascinating in Hollywood. And yeah, you know, you go come into stardom young and you never get to work through your trauma or even know if you're in traumatic situations. Mm -hmm. And Hollywood is so hard, especially at that time period Mm -hmm. where you kind of did have to sometimes sleep with men to just get where you wanted to be. Right. The whole sell your soul thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But I will say the actress, she did a phenomenal job and it's nothing against the actress. It's just, it's more of the story that they chose to tell. Um, But she did a great job. Uh, You really, you know, the whole, there was a lot of critique that she didn't look like Marilyn, but when you're watching the movie, you believe her as Marilyn. Yeah. So she she did a great job, but I, I, I don't recommend it. Right. Um, and speaking of something else I don't recommend, are you watching the new Jeffrey Dahmer show? I just don't want to. Yeah. I feel like I've listened to the story so many yeah. times. I know the story. I think just like really acting it out for the pure entertainment fashion of it. It's just not something I'm interested in. It's like glorifying it. It's glorifying it, right? Mm-hmm. Like I feel like something that I like, the reason I like true crime is I want to know the victim's story. I want to know who they are and I want to honor them and I want to hear their story and, and you know, really just, you know, honor them as a person. I do not care about the person who committed the crime. And I hate when it's glorified. And this is really glorification of him. I made it through the first episode. It was super hard to watch. And I just feel like it's, um, it's the guy that does American Horror Story. What's his name? Ryan Murphy. Ryan. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say Ryan Murphy has a way of like fetishizing things, he and he always puts like a killer soundtrack and stuff to it. But it makes it like a little too fun for what actually happened. Right. And and the actor that they have playing him, he looks just like him. He's, Evan he, Peters. Yeah. He. Mm-hmm. It's you know this is his probably role as an actor. This is probably his ultimate role, right? To to get to play this, and it's probably very difficult to channel that and navigate this and everything, but. It's just, it's a disgusting story and it doesn't mm-hmm. need to be a, a 10 episode series. And it, it's just, I made it through the first episode. Everyone I've talked to kind of has that same sentiment. We're like, I'm good. I, I really don't need to watch this. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I probably am not going to watch it. No. Okay. I think that is all the media I have consumed <laughs> that I wanted to tell you about. 
Okay. I love it. That was fun. I like have so many new podcasts and stuff to follow. So I'm super excited and I'm not going to waste my time with those two shows. So Mm -hmm. that feels good. Free Mm -hmm. up my time for other things. Mm -hmm. All right. I wanted to um, just come here and praise the elf primers a little bit. I feel like I've been using them all recently and I love them so much. Um, I was always a big fan of their matte primer, Mm -hmm. but it comes in that like you know, big canister. I feel like you can never go through it. And so probably last year they started bundling three of their primers together, um, in really small little jars. And I think it's $10 for three of them and you get the luminous, you get the matte and you get the, um, something with your pores, no pores or something like that. Um, but they're all so good. And for people out there that travel, um, that bring their makeup kit, maybe around, maybe keep something in their purse for, I don't know if people do day to night anymore. I think that was just like a lie from the (laughs) magazine industry. Um, but if you do that, I think it is, they're such great primers to use. Um, especially the luminous one. It really, really is so nice on the high points of the cheek. Um, when they say poreless, it really does work. If you have like larger pores on your nose or your forehead, um, and the mattifying one is really, really, really nice as well. They also have a newer primer that is like a sticky, a sticky kind of feel. What is it called? Okay. Yeah. The one that's supposed to be like a gripping primer, right? Yes. I Mm -hmm. bought that. Um, yes. Power grip primer. Mm -hmm. It's so lovely. Please give it a try. Um, I've seen it more marketed towards, um, people that have more acne prone skin because sometimes, you know, you want your foundation to grip to the skin a little more and sit on top of it. Mm -hmm. Um, but also the way it makes your skin feel. It's like a gel base and it, the way it dries down, you can tell that it's sitting on top of the skin rather than getting into the pores. Mm. Um, so that that layer uh, that you see that you've put the product on, it just looks so perfect and glass-like and smooth. Really nice. So the primers you were talking about, that set of three, those are the the putty primers, right? In the, the jars? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. So I, I looked it up. The set of three, you get the luminous, the matte, and then the the pore filling one yes. of those three putty primers. That's such a good deal for someone like you that, you know, you need the, um, you know, multiple options for your clients. But I got the pore poreless primer after you told me about that. And it's really funny because we are, um, I mean, we did our first episode on you don't need a primer, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but there are certain times where primers do benefit. And and what we are speaking to is like, you don't always have to believe everything the media is telling you that you need, you know, find things that fit into what your needs are, figure out what your needs are and then utilize them. And so, you know, I love elf for that is like giving you those options to kind of try stuff at Mm -hmm. a lower price point. I mean, granted their price point has definitely gone up, but this primer trio is 10 bucks and you get three primers. Yeah. And I feel like when we reported on um, the primers for the primer episode, we were in a place with cosmetics where they were just making so many primers and they really weren't benefiting the skin. But I feel like the cosmetic industry has kind of shifted where they're coming out with primers, which are, um, it's like a new definition of a primer. It's really just a little bit of skincare in a jar for you. Um, and even if you're a person who has combination skin, or if you're a person whose skin changes a lot throughout the year, or even throughout the week, the trio is amazing for that. Um, people that have combination skin, I have used the luminous primer on the, um, tops of the cheek. Like I said, um, I've gone through on the nose then and put the poreless putty primer. And then for the matte primer, I've gone on the T zone and just placed the, um, primer right on the forehead and the chin. And, 
that's how I prep the face, you know, and then I go in with foundation, but you can use all three and they're great. Oh, genius. That's really genius. That would be a good investment for someone who maybe if they have like a, um, you know, the holiday party season is coming up or, you know, things like that where there's lots of pictures and stuff like that. That would be a good investment piece. Absolutely. That's Mm -hmm. awesome. I have definitely not been, um, wearing as much makeup. I do this. I do this all the time. I shift. I go from wearing tons of makeup all the time to just being like rejecting it. No, I'm not wearing any makeup. Or I've been still just not really wearing eye makeup lately and just really kind of embracing that aspect. It, I really, I feel like Drew Barrymore every time I do it, I swear. I, I do this like, you know, blush and lipstick and I do my brows and then for the eyes, I'm like, nope, nothing here. Nothing here. Just, just my eyeballs. See, I've been on an opposite um, thing, and I was thinking about that the other day because I was like, Kelsey's doing no eye, and mm-hmm. I feel like I've been doing um, a lot of eyeliner. Mm, so, But in really fun ways, like fun colors, and then maybe mm-hmm. just like putting like an eyeliner pencil, like sweep it under my lash line mm-hmm. on the bottom, and then like take a like brush and kind of like push it around a little bit. Um, in like colors like sienna or like a really pretty, um, like light golden brown. Um, I even like to do like blues or purples. So I've been kind of on that grind more, but, but also like not contouring, not doing blush, not doing like a lot of bold things, just like really bringing out that eye and making that the moment. Right. And I'll do that sometimes too, where it's like nothing really going on in the face, but then I'll mm-hmm. do just eye makeup or like it kind of gives me like grungy vibes because definitely the way yeah. I'm like smoking out the liner, even though I'm using colors is like more of that, you know, 90s grunge type look. Um, You know what it is? It's um your our mascara Mondays look, which is where we used to just do makeup on our eyes, go out all weekend, not take care of it. And by Monday morning, just keep adding more to it. You just got to add mascara because it's a smoky eye now. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> That's so funny. What, what was that? 10th grade or 11th grade? It um, was definitely, uh, yeah, it was either ninth or 10th grade. We were ahead of our time. Let me tell we you. We so were. <laughs> all right, cool. Well, you want to talk about pumpkin? Mm-hmm. Let's talk about pumpkin people. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So there's actually, besides the fact that pumpkin, everybody goes pumpkin crazy for pumpkin spice this time of year, there's actually some benefits to incorporating pumpkin into your routine. And, and so let's talk about that. So pumpkin has fruit enzymes and alpha hydroxy acids, which both increase cell turnover. Um, so exfoliates the skin and that's going to leave you with brightened, more smoother skin. Pumpkin is rich in fatty acids, which help keep your skin moisturized. Pumpkin is also antioxidant rich. Anything with a bright color in your fruits and vegetable category, they're going to have vitamins and antioxidants. And pumpkin has vitamin A and vitamin C. And these are both going to help with collagen production and the smoothing and softening of lines. And pumpkin also, pumpkin seeds have vitamin E and fatty acids in them, which help maintain your skin's barrier. And finally, there's zinc, magnesium, and vitamin A, which are going to help improve any dark spots left behind from acne flare-ups, known as post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation. I am loving everything I'm hearing. Mm -hmm. Kelsey, what would your thoughts be on if you're carving a pumpkin Mm -hmm. and you just take the insides and you save them, puree them, and then make yourself a little DIY at-home mask? As an esthetician, would you steer clear of that, or do you think it's okay? No, I think it's okay. Um, Pumpkin is fine. Just if anytime you're going to kind of DIY yourself a mask with something like aloe or pumpkin, that's totally fine. You just have to be mindful of stuff like shelf life. Mm 
And Mm -hmm. so pumpkin, aloe, any of these homemade things, cucumber that you're going to apply to the skin, just um, keep them in a jar in the fridge. And you got about a week, I would say no more than that. But things like pumpkin, you know, if you're carving out that pumpkin and you've got all that uh, guts, I don't know, pulp, (laughs) pumpkin guts, pulp, (laughs) you know, that's totally fine. Where I have a problem is when people start adding things like apple cider vinegar or baking soda or lemon lemon or, you know, Mm -hmm. things like that. That's where I'm going to caution you because those are, those are going to be too strong and those can really throw off the balance of your skin. But, you know, pumpkin, no problem. Actually, I just, I've just started a documentary today on Hulu called Wasted, which is about food waste because Mm. we have so much produce waste. Like think about you buy strawberries and you cut off the top right? And then Mm -hmm, we put that mm -hmm. in landfills, right? So this can help cut down on food waste when you're carving a pumpkin. I love love that. Okay. So let's talk about body care. And the brand I always go to for body care is Hemp's. Hemp's is so good about having stuff for the seasons. And they always have great fall scents. They've got pumpkin spice and vanilla chai herbal body mask, which sounds sounds lovely. And also we have to shout out Hemp's because not all fragranced lotions are created equal. A lot yes. of lotions on the market aren't actually moisturizing your skin, and they're really not that great for you. And Hemp's gives us the flavor, the mm-hmm. scent, the beautiful packaging, and it's so good for us. Mm-hmm. They also have that pumpkin spice and vanilla chai in a moisturizer as well. So you're getting really great lotion for the skin, stuff that's actually good for the skin, but you also get to have that in- scent indulgence as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then next, facial care. So one of my all-time favorite masks is by Peter Thomas Roth. And this is a pumpkin enzyme mask. And it uses pumpkin enzymes, AHAs, and it also has aluminum oxide as a physical exfoliant. So the way I like to use this one is I apply it as a mask while I'm in the shower and let it sit on for maybe a minute or two. And then I scrub and rinse off. And, and I'll do this maybe once every few weeks. No more than that because it's a pretty active mask. But this is really nice if you're just trying to, you know, you haven't really exfoliated in a while and you're just trying to refresh the skin. This can, and then uh, don't forget, you can use this product on the body. So maybe your chest or your legs or your arms, things like that. And Peter Thomas Roth, um, with the holidays coming up, they're always going to have really nice mask gift sets. Um, the full size is a little pricey. I believe it's in that $50, $60 range. So look for a gift set if you're interested. And then you can try a couple of their different masks. I love everything by Peter Thomas Roth. And I'll always endorse Peter Thomas Roth. Yeah, it looks like it's going for um, 60 mm-hmm. Okay, so something I've been doing with any of like my resurfacing type things, mm-hmm. AHA, BHAs, um, specifically my Sonia Rosselli sex appeal putting it on my feet, the bottom of my feet. I love that in the shower. And I don't like to get pedicures or anything. And I don't like to go in with the cheese grater. That's not a good thing to use. But using an AHA or a BHA on your feet will do wonders. And you can do it like multiple times a week in the shower. Yeah, I recently bought the CauseRx peeling gel. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been really, really liking that one. And I've been using that one on my decollete and my hands and my feet as well. Give the feet Ooh. some love. I love that. We both didn't tell each other that we were doing that. <laughs> we just knew. Surprise. <laughs> I do want to say back to that Peter Thomas Roth mask that Bliss makes one called a pumpkin powerhouse. And it says it's a resurfacing and exfoliating enzyme mask. And this one goes for $16. I can't speak to, I've never used this one. So I can't tell you if it's exactly the same, but if you are looking for, you know, an an alternative to a pumpkin mask, that's maybe at a little better of a price point. They do have one by Bliss and Bliss is a good brand. Bliss used to be spa exclusive and now you can find them at Target and Ulta, which is nice. Bliss also has a mighty marshmallow, bright and radiant whipped mask and that's $16. So you could get two and, you know, maybe like use them as a little pumpkin pie whipped (laughs) marshmallow situation for half the price of Peter Thomas Roth. Mm -hmm. But I would go for Peter Thomas Roth because his stuff is really good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the quality is there. And if you want it, just wait for a sale. All that stuff is coming up. Black Friday, holiday sets, all that. I was going to say, especially Christmas, they start doing everything in minis, which is what I've been saving out on or holding out on for my Mm -hmm. makeup kit because I want everything in like smaller sizes, but to have more. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then for makeup, you can bring that pumpkin look to the eyes like we were talking about. Um, I have a color pop palette called the Lucky Penny Eyeshadow, and it's these great oranges and bronzes and golds and and I love you know a gold bronze orangey eye especially if you have blue eyes or brown eyes it's really really pretty as well Mm -hmm. Um, and then Lauren you had mentioned um, the elf cosmetics has a three dollar pumpkin pie eyeshadow quad as well so again if you're looking to just wanted to play around with these colors the elf cosmetics has one um, it's pretty cute. It looks like two mattes and two shimmers. And I mean, $3, you can't go. God, God bless you, Elf. God bless right? you. Right? Yeah. I would hand that out as like instead yeah. of candy. That would be me at my house. Like, here's your Elf kit. Like, <laughs> That's cute. That's a really cute They'd idea. be like, don't go to this lady's house. She's giving out eyeshadow palettes. Worse than raisins. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and the next hand soap, I love hand soap, scented hand soap. That was the first thing I bought on September 1st was I went to TJ Maxx and I got a new hand soap in pumpkin and a new candle. I love hand soap because like if you're someone who like sometimes my body skin is a little too sensitive for fragrance. So I really can't Mm -hmm. load up on fragranced lotions and perfumes, but hand soap, I can experience a little hand soap action. Go ham. Yes. (laughs) Go ham on your hands. (laughs) And then finally, candles, a little room vibe. Candles are great. I feel like candles are so fall and wintertime appropriate as well. That cozy feel, the candlelight glow. And they make so many pumpkin types of candles. I mean, whether you want something more spicier like a cinnamon or whether you want something more like vanilla, pumpkin vanilla and sweet. I mean, there's just so many out there and you can get candles. I mean, I think we both know our favorite places to get candles are TJ Maxx, right? <laughs> For sure. For sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so Lauren, tell everyone what you what you made for them if they're interested in these products. I did. I made a pumpkin spice your routine list on shop my shelf. Um, a lot of the stuff Kelsey just talked about, I put on there and um, I put on some extra fun stuff and I'll kind of go through there. Since we were just talking about candles, I did mm-hmm. put a decent amount of candles on there. There's... It looked like Nest had really cute candles yeah. and all of theirs are orange, which is really nice. Mm-hmm. And then there was one by Uncommon James, which is a pumpkin latte candle. And for my clean neutral baddies, there's one in white and then there's an, a little small one next to it that's in 
and gold and um they have like these pretty like neutral brown labels is, they're so pretty is uncommon james is that mary kate and ashley olsen's brand no it's Kristen. um oh that's who it is yes Kristen cavallari mm-hmm. She's done really well. I mean, I yeah. think her style is better than Lauren Conrad's. Like, yeah. isn't that funny? Like, Lauren who? Well, I don't know. So Lauren who didn't go to Paris? I don't know. Lauren Conrad was my style icon when I was 18. But I would mm-hmm. say Kristen Cavallari is more of a style icon as I'm a 34-year-old woman. Yeah, I yeah. could see that. Yeah, because I wasn't really into, like, Kristen's style when we were in high school. I actually, like, kind of didn't like her hair and stuff. Oh, my God. I, I think loved I had the her same hair. haircut, though. I loved her I... hair. I wanted her hair. <laughs> Everyone did, and I think I actually had that haircut, and I was just, like, being you against it. Totally I totally did. Hormone, we all you know? had that haircut. Come on. Yes. At my emo bangs. Yes. Um, oh, and the other thing that you found was um, K-Beauty coming in for the pumpkin. So, Tony Moly has really cute um pumpkin eye cream and eye patches that are super cute yes okay so the eye cream is called plumpkin which is adorable (laughs) and it comes like it's actually a little orange pumpkin Mm -hmm. and you unscrew the top and then you put your little finger in and do your eye cream and then um the pumpkin eye patches are this really pretty like orange color and it looks like they have little specks of glitter in it I mean that's just so fun it's classic k-beauty they took something that we do and made it even cuter Exactly. And then, yeah, there was a hand soap on there too by Nest and um, Mm -hmm. the Hemp's Lotion is on there as well. The Spice and Vanilla Chai. Mm -hmm. And then the last thing I want to shout out is Tree Hut. We love Tree Hut. You can get Tree Hut at CVS, Walmart, Target, wherever. Um, And they have a pumpkin spice latte shea sugar scrub. Mm -hmm. Love that for a self-care moment. I got to get that. Yeah. And then um, the last two things that I want to talk about is just makeup wise. Mm-hmm. I think there's been a lot of hype about the Too Faced Pumpkin Spice Second Slice Sweet and Spicy Eyeshadow Palette. Good. Um, wow. You said so all of that. It's on my shelf and it's also at Sephora right now. Let me look at the price. I, I think it's. I'm so proud that you said that so clearly without stumbling upon it. That was a handful. Thank you. It's $54. Yeah, see, that's a little much, and the reviews yeah. are not looking that great. Um, I think it's a beautiful palette. It's very sure. light, warm-toned, um, yeah. very, yeah, just like hot orange colors, mm-hmm. your purples, your pinks. Um, it looks like one, two, three, four, five, six. So there's like 18 colors in it, mm-hmm. um, matte finish, metallic finish. Um, it's okay. It looks I- cute, but if it, it – Give it a try if you want to, I yeah, guess. I, think I don't see you using these colors all year round. Well, I think it's a classic warm tone brown palette with a, a pop of pink. Like, and, 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 you know, that's kind of what we see every year from Too Faced. They come out with something like that. However, if you don't have that in your collection, you know, this might be something that you would be looking to add. But just know those kind of colors, those warm colors. I mean, we just talked about the $3 e.l.f. palette that you can get some of those colors. And maybe you don't have the more neutral colors in that e.l.f. palette, but you probably have them in your makeup collection as well. Yeah, it's also giving a little bit of um, Urban Decay um, heat. Oh, make it heat a little bit. Yeah. And I would just suggest that palette to people because I think they're very um, beautiful, sophisticated shades. If you do find that this color palette really works for your skin tone. Right. The Urban Decay Naked Heat. I forgot about that one. Uh, I, that's one of my favorites. Like I can never forget about it. Yeah. It's so pretty. <laughs> 
I love it. Yeah. And then, um, Ooh, it's out of stock. This product I was going to talk about. So I was going to go for a less expensive version, which is the revolution beauty. Mm -hmm. And that's usually found at Ulta. Um, but they have a palette called I heart revolution, tasty pumpkin spice latte. And this looks more like deeper jewel tones, um, with a little bit of a shimmer finish, same amount of, it looks like the exact same quad as Too Faced that they use like production wise. Mm-hmm. So you get the same amount of eyeshadows. It's just a little bit of a different color palette and probably less expensive. Revolution Beauty is a pretty decent brand. To me, it reminds me, um, more of almost theatrical type makeup or makeup that would show really well mm-hmm. in camera or on stage. Um, but it is at a lower price point. Um, so I think sometimes you pay for that with like, you know, blending or mm-hmm. the sophistication of the shadows, but still a great brand yeah I think um, make a revolution is nice if um, kind of like how we talked about elf if you want to try something right without spending too much money like maybe you mm-hmm. want to try um, orange and yellow eyeshadows right in a and makeup revolution will give you something the other thing they do is um, they do a lot of palettes inspired by high-end palettes as well so yes and I will say with the revolution versus elf elf everything you get is very like opaque and light in color mm-hmm. makeup revolution is going to give you a really powerful color payoff right um yeah. that would be the main difference yeah she's pigmented yeah uh, yeah yeah in a really good way <laughs> just you know if you're go- if you're more of like you know that natural type mm-hmm. person you don't like a lot to show definitely go elf but if you're like like your bold looks I would try out um, makeup re- revolution yeah and it's fun and if you don't like it I mean you, you didn't spend that much money so it's okay and there's always ColourPop. There's always ColourPop. Can't go wrong with ColourPop. You know the Nude Mood palette that we love. It's still around. I still see it recommended all the time. And it's always um, at Ulta still. It's a great palette. Yeah, it is. It's gorgeous. It's stunning. It's such a great price point, And it's just good for everybody. Um, okay. Well, I don't think I have anything else to say about pumpkins. I think I'm in the mood for some pumpkin pie now, though. What about you? That does sound good. Are you a pumpkin pie person? Are you an apple pie person? I don't person? really eat pie at all. I've like yeah. never really had pie, but I always love the way it looks. I love the way it smells. Yeah. It's cute. It's a vibe, but yeah. We go to um, my sister-in-law's for Thanksgiving, and there's always at least five desserts. So I kind of just have a bite of everything. Oh my God. Then, People like Thanksgiving is coming up. I keep forgetting. People are going to be eating. Oh, I'm so excited to not have to go to anybody's house for Thanksgiving. <laughs> Oh man, it's going to be so awesome. I so I used to remember like when I, you know, dated my ex or whatever, yeah. we both had divorced parents and oh like nobody was respectful of their time. So it's like we would have yeah. to eat like five four, dinners four and like nobody lets you come to the house and say like it's okay, you don't have to eat. It's like yeah. they act mad when you don't eat. And I just like hated oh that God. feeling of gluttony and bleh. Yeah, I had to do that one year with my best friend. We had to go to four Thanksgivings because of the, it's brutal. the divorced parent thing. By the last one, we were like the the girl from um Willy Wonka when she eats the blueberry and they have to roll her That's out. That's how I felt all the time. And it's not even a holiday I want to celebrate because I do not believe in it. Me as too. I do. I hate it so much. I hate Thanksgiving so much. And it's so funny because growing up, it was such a, a formal event, very proper and formal. And, you know, it, it just one of my grandparents, they they did things very formal, you know, with the china and the place settings and things like Your that. Your southern grandparents? Yes, of course. Yes. The southern Navy grandparents, you know. Uh-huh. And, and it's so nice now we go to my sister-in-law's my husband's sister and it's like we just eat wherever we're sitting it's chill like it's whatever like it's the most chill thing ever and I love it so much I'm like this is what Thanksgiving is supposed to be it's just like chilling out and eating delicious desserts yes have you ever had a bad Thanksgiving dinner um like food wise yeah uh yeah 
Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah, know yeah. if that was like a normal thing that people have. Because that sucks. You know, you cook all day and if it doesn't taste good. Um. Yeah. I mean, I think when you go to other people's Thanksgivings, maybe you don't. Like growing up, I know that I like the foods that like I grew up eating at my Thanksgivings. And then you go to someone else's Thanksgiving and they might have like – like I can't deal with when people put sausage and stuffing. Like that is <sighs> – <laughs> My my grandma used to call it oyster stuffing. Yes, I yes. yes. I never had that growing up. So when I I'm like, wait, that's not stuffing. What is that? Right. Get these little brown chunks yeah. out of here. Ew. Right. And I, I'm sure it's delicious, and I'm sure it's great. It's just like not what I grew up eating. True. Yes. Totally get that. That's funny. Well, we will be doing a uh, episode of things we're thankful for. So keep an eye out. Our next episode, we're going to be talking about sunscreens that we are thankful for. Everybody always asks us about sunscreen. Everybody too. So does. this will be a really good one. So we're going to freaking give it to you guys, what you've been asking for. Yes, bitch. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So guys, follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Beauty Guides Podcast. Leave us a five-star review wherever you listen. Share us with a friend. Check out our whole ass website, beautyguidespodcast.com. And finally, shop our product recommendations at pro.shopmyshelf.us slash beautyguidespodcast. Thanks so much, everyone. And we'll talk to you later. Bye.